can't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPosito, and the Celtics beat the Charlotte Hornets 127-116. This game was over as soon as it started. The Celtics came out firing on all cylinders, shooting very well from beyond the arc. We're going to dive into all of it. It wasn't a perfect game, certainly let the Hornets get back into it, but Going to follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, not a lot in that segment there. Uh, We're going to talk about Mike Musala a little bit, uh, who made his season debut for the Seas. But to get started here, got to give player of the game to Derek White. This was an unbelievable performance from Derek White. He hit his regular season career high. He had 33 points. Three rebounds, 10 assists, threw in a steal, had three blocks. Unreal game. Led the team in plus minus, plus 21. Like, truly, one of the best games that we have seen from him, honestly, in his entire career here. Uh, So the last full year, because today was his one-year anniversary of being traded. But Derek White tonight was an absolute stud. At halftime, just to break this down in two different halves, to show you kind of what he was capable of, what he did across this game. At halftime, he had 26 points, two rebounds, three assists, right? On seven of nine from three, nine of 11 from the field, right? He simply could not miss. Now, obviously, looking at the rest of the numbers, he ended with 33 points, meaning he only had seven points in quarters three and four. But what he was able to do in quarters three and four was set up everybody else. He went from three assists to 10 at the end of the game. So he had seven assists in that second half. Derek White, this was just complete. This was an absolute complete game. The Hornets started keying in on Derek White, taking away some of his easier shots. Because let's be honest, like in the beginning of this game, some of his shots were tough. There were a lot of wide open shots. And this is up and down the board. Jason Tatum had open shots. Mike Muscala had a bunch of open shots. A bunch of these guys had open shots because guys were creating offense for others. This was an absolute masterclass on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, But Derek White got keyed in on a little bit in that second half. And instead of forcing up tough shot after tough shot, he kind of went back to distributing. And he did an unbelievable job of it. Him out there today, he was the best player on the court. Jason Tatum went off. He had his 41 points. He had a great game overall, shot the ball well. Uh, But Derek White played like an all-star in this one. Uh, You know, I put the the title of this as, should Derek White be an all-star? I don't really think the answer to that is yes. But over the last two weeks, when Marcus Smart has gone down, Derek White has stepped up and has played such an incredible brand of basketball. Uh, So you really just got to love the performances that he's been putting up. It's the reason that the Celtics haven't really completely fallen off since Marcus Smart went down. Derek White has stepped up and he's been playing excellent basketball these last couple of weeks. Uh, And tonight was really the pinnacle of it all. Really solid game from him overall. Uh, But he had some help. He had some help in this one. Overall, the Celtics shot 
an incredible 45% from three, 25 of 55 from three in this one. Looked like, early on at least, they were going to set an NBA record for the most threes. And it definitely slowed down. The second half was not as good as the first. We were shooting over 50% uh, in that first half. Uh, it definitely slowed down. However, there were a lot of a lot of guys that stepped up and shot really well in this one. Uh, it starts Jason Tatum as well. I mean, obviously, we talked about Derek White. It starts there first and foremost. But Jason Tatum... Uh, 41 points in this one, four rebounds, four assists, five of 10 from three. Very, very efficient, right? 10 of 12 from the free throw line, 13 of 21 from the field. This was a great game from Jason Tatum. Defensively, he clamped up at the end too. This was a very good defensive game for Jason Tatum. Uh, you see it with the one steal, the two blocks. Overall, you look, Jason Tatum really played well, but early on, it wasn't Jason Tatum doing a bunch. Like he had 18 points at halftime, which again, good, good. But the third quarter is kind of where he went off. Like he had another 10 in the fourth, had another 13 in the in the fourth, or 10 in the third, 13 in the fourth. So Jason Tatum really, once Derek White started getting keyed in on, locked in defensively, Jason Tatum picked up a little bit of the reins as far as scoring goes. Uh, and Derek White, honestly, caught him for a lot of those points as well. So, like, really good game from both of them. With JB out, Derek White steps in, gets the 30 and 30, well, I guess 30 and 40 with Jason Tatum since he absolutely went off. Uh, but really good game overall. Uh, and then you look, and honestly, like, I'm going to, I'm being straight, like, the next best player in this game for me is Mike, Mike Muscala. Like he ended the night 12 points, uh, one rebound, two assists, and a block on four of eight from three. Like we had some pretty good performances elsewhere. Sam Hauser, I thought, played really well in this one. Robert Williams was good. Like he was he was good in a lot of spurts. Couple weird passes that we're not used to seeing with him. Uh, but Mike Muscala tonight was incredible. Played 16 minutes. That's it, right? And when I when I talked earlier today about the trade deadline. I said this is going to be a guy that plays 10, 15 minutes a night to kind of offset Al Horford, Robert Williams a little bit. Obviously, no Al Horford in this. This is his first game back. This is his first game with the Celtics. Mind you, no practices. Probably has not had time to watch any film. He just went out there, played basketball, right? Defensively, a little all over the place, which, again, to be expected considering that he hasn't been with this team at all. Today was his first day, uh, but 12 points on four of eight from three. And there's a couple things that I want to touch on with Mike Muscala. I talked about it earlier today in that podcast about the trade deadline special. But one of the things that surprised, well, impressed me the most about Muscala was the fact that at six foot 11, he is running the floor with the best of them. Like he was hustling. The entire night. And I don't know if that's a, you know, I'm on a brand new team. I'm not going to, I'm going to bust my ass the entire game. I don't know if that's the situation that he's in, but this was electric energy. And this guy was like fast running down the court, found himself with two very open threes because of the fact that he was running the floor the entire time. So I absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. 
And Ben from the Thunder podcast on my network talked about that as well. Like he is very good at being that trailer three. And that's exactly what he did today. It happened a couple times. So really just impressive game, impressive 16 minutes. You know, it got to a point in the second quarter uh, where he already hit six or he already had six points and hit six. He had six points and the Celtics were up by a bunch. And I'm like, all right, you know, this is this is one of those games. Get Muscala some minutes, get him some time with some of our guys. Right. And Joe Mazzola did lean into it a little bit more. Uh, so he played good minutes in this one, despite it only being his first game back. And this is a perfect game to do it. Right. When the Celtics are up by 20 points at a point in this game, why not keep him out there? Try to get him acclimated to some of these guys. I thought Joe Mazzola did a really good job with rotations today. We showed up to this game with 10 players, basically. Al Horford was a game time decision, didn't play. Right. He wasn't like he was in a sweatsuit. The ESPN says he was a DNPCD. He wasn't even suited up for this game. So the Celtics showed up with 10 guys and all 10 of them played. Luke Cornett was actually the only player on this team that played less than 10 minutes. I don't know if that's a something to, I guess, expect moving forward with Muscala. I think that Muscala brings a different dimension uh, to this Celtics team. Uh, I think he's a much better shooter. He's much more willing to shoot than Cornette, although we do know that Cornette can shoot. Uh, and defensively, honestly, I thought Muscala played well. I still think Cornette's probably a, a slightly better defender overall, but what Muscala brings to you on the offensive side is it's impressive, right? And it's a stretch big. You saw lineups with Blake Griffin and Blake Griffin and Muscala. You saw lineups with Muscala and Time Lord, right? Like he gives you that four that Luke Cornett's not really doing. I think he's capable of doing it. I think he's capable of stretching the floor, but he's not really running the floor. He's not really going out up on the break, right? Muscala's doing that. I thought today was a really, really good debut for him. Um, and the other, you know, sniper. Was Sam Hauser in this one? Hauser is back. I'll say it. This is, I think, four straight games where Sam Hauser shot really well. End of the night, 12 points, a second best, plus 20 on the plus minus. Uh, 12 points, three rebounds, three assists, four of nine from three. The guy was just letting it fly. He was not shy about it. He wasn't hesitating. And they were going in. Like four of nine, even if he was four of 10, 40% is unbelievable basketball. Right. Obviously, it's a lot of threes, but the math checks out. Like if you're hitting 40 percent of your threes, take as many as you want. I don't care. You're going to win that game. So really solid from Hauser. Uh, even Time Lord. I mean, obviously, completely different game overall. Scored four points in this one. However, he had 16 rebounds. I thought defensively he, he made a huge impact uh, in the minutes that he played. And we honestly we got to see him play limited minutes like he played 27 in this one tonight but we saw 14 from blake we saw 16 from muscala we saw seven from Cornette. right this is exactly why you go out and get another big that can play that four or five role so time lord didn't have to play a bunch which you'll love especially on a night where al horford wasn't there again granted we're playing a terrible hornets team right that might change 
But overall, you'll like watching these sort of rotations go out there because it gives the Celtics a lot more versatility, uh, which you'll love to see. But again, the Celtics really moved the ball well in this one. You know, I talked about them hitting 45% of their threes, 25 of 55 in this one. It's a massive, massive amount of threes that they took, but they hit them, right? That's a key difference. And the reason that they hit them is because the ball was moving at such an incredible rate tonight. You saw guys cutting back door. You saw guys cutting to the rim. You saw guys cutting out, relocating into corners all night long. So when guys like Derek White, like Malcolm Brogdon, Jason Tatum, all of these guys are driving into the middle, you've got guys on the corners, Sam Hauser, Muscala. You've got all of these guys spreading the floor, hitting all of these shots, right? This was one of the better games that the Celtics have played from an offensive standpoint, just from moving the ball. They got away from it, certainly in the third and fourth quarter. It was not as good uh, offensively as it was in the first two, uh, third quarter specifically. But this is a really, really solid game offensively, specifically. Uh, Super impressed. Like this this is what you want. This is absolutely what you want. We talk about, you know, the the golden number being 17 as far as turnovers. And this is a game for the most part, the Celtics took care of the ball. You know, we ended up with 15 turnovers. Seven of those came in the third quarter. We had five at halftime. That means eight, seven at the end of at the third quarter. And then an additional two. Right. That math checks out three in the fourth quarter. Overall, like this is a take out that third quarter. This is an excellent game overall. And that's kind of where things lead into some of the negatives. But overall, there's not a lot of negatives to take from this one. Overall, really solid win for the Celtics. Again, not a good Charlotte Hornets team, but the Celtics were down a lot of guys. And the fact that we were able to pull off a win like this, where we didn't really have to expend a lot of energy. We didn't have to have a bunch of guys playing a ton of minutes. That's important, right? It's super important. I do want to dive into some of the negatives though, because there certainly were some. Uh, Before we dive into that though, I want to take a quick break for word for our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms, your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. 
That's 781-913-2290. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so I want to talk through some of the negatives here. I'll start with the players, and I'll talk about the team in general. Uh, to get things started off here, Grant Williams and Malcolm Brogdon. I think this is the first time that I've really said Malcolm Brogdon did not have a good game. Uh, there have been games where he's kind of been a non-factor, but I don't think this was a good game for him in general. Uh, he ended the night three points, uh, four assists, three rebounds, three turnovers, and a team worst minus 12 on the plus minus this was not a good Malcolm Brogdon game but he didn't play a ton because we had Derek White that just absolutely went off right Derek White played 37 minutes in this one because he was unstoppable like the Hornets had absolutely no answer for Derek White so they opted to play him a little bit more than they played Malcolm Brogdon Uh, but in this one like Malcolm Brogdon even played to a point where Peyton Pritchard got more run than him because Brogdon just wasn't doing anything. He was turning the ball over. He had a couple of just careless turnovers and he wasn't hitting any of his shots. He's one of six from the field today. This was real, like truly, I think the only game this season that I've just been completely unimpressed with Malcolm Brogdon. I'm not going to say this is something to look to look forward to, right? Cause I know what Malcolm Brogdon has given us all season long. This is a bad game. It just it wasn't a good game. Grant Williams, Grant Williams' game was slightly different, slightly better. It was definitely a better game than Brogdon overall. He ended the night five points. Uh, the shooting wasn't there. It was terrible. One of seven from the field, one of five from three. However, Grant Williams found a lot of other areas to chip in. He played 32 minutes in this one, and the reason that he played 32 minutes in this one is because defensively, he looked good. Defensively, he was great. Uh, But on top of being out there and playing a good game defensively, he had six assists, which is a career high assist for him. Also had two steals and a block. Offensively, he was terrible, though. Absolutely terrible. Overall, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a terrible game. It's just not a good game. Right. It's not a game like Malcolm Brogdon. Truly, like this is not a good game for him. Grant Williams, like he was still a plus six and a plus minus. I thought he was about neutral. I thought offensively, he was absolutely terrible. Defensively, he was great. So you take some as a, as a win, you take it as a loss, so be it, right? Overall, not a great Grant game. Definitely not a good Brogdon game. Overall, I think, you know, Peyton Pritchard, pretty net negative. Luke Cornett, you know, I don't know, neutral. Blake Griffin, neutral. Neither None of, none of those three had bad games. None of them had good games. So be it. Move past it. Don't really need to talk about it. Uh, But overall, this team, for about 40 minutes, played really good basketball. Now, there were certainly 
some stretches, specifically that third quarter, where the Celtics just did not play well. Offensively, defensively, uh, they really struggled. You know, we got outscored 28-26 in that third quarter. Uh, and a large portion of that, honestly, like the Celtics started off that third quarter great. Great. And then there was a five-minute stretch, a five-plus-minute stretch, where the Celtics went scoreless. Absolutely scoreless. And we got outscored 15-0 to zero in that five-minute stretch. And we saw what was a 28-point lead diminish down to 13. Uh, fortunately for the Celtics, Mike Muscala hit a massive three right before the quarter ended to kind of keep the Celtics afloat, right? So big shot from him. But really, the Celtics fell apart. And a huge part of that, talked about it earlier, seven turnovers in that third quarter. You talk about a team that you cannot turn the ball over to. It's the Hornets. That entire team, take like LaMelo ball and then Terry Rozier on top of it. They're running and gunning the entire game. And LaMelo ball, arguably best passer in the entire NBA, was running the break, turnover after turnover after turnover, getting them extra points, getting them extra possessions out of it. They scored 25 points off of our 15 turnovers, 15 turnovers. Isn't terrible, right? It's not a terrible night looking at across the NBA. Like that's right around average for the NBA, slightly above average, whatever. It's not terrible though. Right. But the fact that we gave up 25 points off of that, that's the issue. All of those turnovers were live ball turnovers. They were getting out. They were getting out in the fast break and killing us. They had 20 fast break points. A lot of those coming from turnovers like this is an issue that really hurt the Celtics tonight. I'm not going to say it's been a huge issue all season. Cause again, like even with some of these bad games, the Celtics are still one of the better teams in the NBA. As far as turnovers tonight, you can't turn the ball over against this Hornets team. They're 15 and 42 after today's game, not a good team. However, they're one of the best teams in the NBA at scoring off of turnovers uh, and we kind of just gave up a lot of these points to him. So you don't like to see it, but again, it is what it is. At the end of the day, Celtics pulled this one off. Uh, I don't think they were super aggressive getting to the rim in this one. Uh, but fortunately for the Celtics, they were just hitting every single one of their threes or 45% of their threes to be exact. Uh, but that's the big difference in this one. You look at the, the three-point percentages – like you've got Charlotte, like they shot eight of 23. We shot 25 of 55. We shot 45%. They shot 35%. But the volume is so much different, right? So 25 minus eight times three, we scored 51 points, more points than them from beyond the arc. That's a, that's a ridiculous stat, right? You're not going to lose games like that. Very rarely are you going to lose games like that, at least. When you put up 127 points and you hold a team to eight three-pointers, you should win that game 99.9 times out of 100. And I know that doesn't even work. You can't win 0.9 times. But that's exactly what you should be doing. So overall, take it. Wasn't a perfect game, but this is a good game to 
you know, take a big lead, not have to play your starters a bunch of minutes. You got to rest Horford. You got to rest JB Smart. Not that you're really resting JB and Smart are actually hurt, but you're not putting a ton of minutes on actual starters. Jason Tatum was really the only one. I mean, 37 minutes, I'll take that. Right. You keep them under 40, I'm happy. Right. So overall, solid win. Uh, at this point, the Celtics move to 40 and 16, still with the best record in the entire NBA. Uh, moving the cushion over Milwaukee up a little bit. We're up a game and a half on them now, four games on Philly, five and a half on Cleveland. Brooklyn is six and a half, but they're going to be sliding a hell of a lot more than that. Uh, and they've got a commanding lead over Miami at nine and a half uh, at the sixth seed. So this Celtics team is rolling. It doesn't matter. This is the third straight win for the Celtics. They've won six of their last four. Uh, hopefully, they just get healthy, right? That's the biggest hindrance to this team at this point. It's just getting healthy. So do that. We've got, I think, three or four more games prior to the, the trade deadline. Like I said yesterday, if we can go four and one, four and two, right? It's a, it's a win. It's an absolute win. So I am going to be back either late Sunday night or Monday morning because we've got Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday is here. Uh, the podcast might be a little bit later than usual. Normally, I am posting within you know an hour of the game ending. Won't be the same for the Super Bowl. I will be watching the Super Bowl. I'll be watching the Celtics. Probably won't get to podcasting right away, but the episode will be there. Uh, but if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page. Boston Celtics game day recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?